Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Ken for Thursday, September 24th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to. And because of that, he's the only dentist that I go to for the last 26 years. 317-849-2933. He and his team ready to make your dental health their top priority. Again, 317-849-2933. Let's talk about sports. The Indiana Pacers continue to look for a coach, and so we put another survey in the field last night. We dropped the bottom two from the day before and added Becky Hammond and Mark Jackson to our survey. Becky Hammond wins a survey. Who do you want to be the next coach of the Pacers? Over 30%, 30 30.7% of the people responded that they wanted Becky Hammond. Over 400 votes. Uh, Then you've got Chauncey Billups at 28%, Mark Jackson at 23.6%, and Mike D'Antoni at 17%. It looks like D'Antoni is a virtual lock to go to the 76ers, and so the Pacers continue to try to figure out exactly what they're going to do and how they're going to work this search and who they're going to wind up getting. Is it going to be Becky Hammond? Who knows? Is it going to be Chauncey Billups? Adrian Wojnarowski, the great Woj, says that Billups is going to be a factor. You know what? At the end of the day, look, who the coach is doesn't matter nearly as much as who the players are. The coach, there's some cause and effect. Good coach, good team, right? Sometimes. But you got to have the players. And if the Pacers aren't going to have the players, it doesn't really matter who the coach is going to be. Nate McMillan, I thought, did a good job, to tell you the truth. And the, the Miami Heat continuing to bludgeon opponents in the postseason shows that. The Heat swept the Pacers, and then a, uh, a five-game run against uh, uh, the, the Bucks, And then you've got this series against the Celtics where they lead 3-1 last night, and in large part because of Tyler Hero and his, 31, or his 37 points. Tyler Hero was terrific last night. Uh, 14 of 21 from the field, 5 of 10 from beyond the arc. They don't win without him. How about this? The, the Heat last night had four guys scored 20 or more, 
the rest of the guys who scored scored three or less. Nobody in the teens. That's kind of odd. So, game five coming up, an elimination game for the Celtics, and as long as they stay in this series, they're going to be facing elimination, being down 3-1. Game five tomorrow night, 8.30, should be a war. And tonight, the Lakers and the Nuggets. Game four of that series, the Lakers lead that series 2-1. We'll see what happens tonight. Do not count the Denver Nuggets out ever, ever, ever. They've come back from the dead twice, down 3-1. In both their first uh, playoff series, they came back to win them. So don't count them out. The Colts, they're just playing the Jets on Sunday afternoon, 4.05 on CBS, by the way. They're playing the 2017 Colts. You know how many, and we talked to Frank Reich about this yesterday. Do you know how many former Indianapolis Colts are on the current Jets roster? Twelve. Twelve of them. Can you name them? Can you think of any? You're probably not Jets fans, so you might not be plugged into who's on the roster. Here they are. How about Frank Gore? We remember him. Henry Anderson? Goose? We remember him. Uh, Dante Moncrief? We remember him, not fondly, but we remember him. Uh, Pierre Desir, Josh Andrews, Matthias Farley, who's a great dude, uh, Quincy Wilson, who I always felt bad for. Always seemed like a fish out of water in the locker room, to tell you the truth. Nate Hairston, Arthur Millette, happy, bur- or happy birthday. <laughs> well, it could be his birthday. It's like I'm doing a list of, of birthdays all of a sudden here. Uh, <laughs> Terrell, Terrell Basham. Uh, he's with the Jets, Ross Travis, and Thomas Hennessy, who is a really good dude, a long snapper that the uh, the Colts decided not to keep. They kept Luke Rhodes instead. So they're the 12 guys who used to play for the Indianapolis Colts, currently playing for the Jets. Uh, we talked to Frank Reich about a bunch of stuff yesterday, including Gail Sayers. We'll talk about Gail Sayers in a minute. Uh, he passed away yesterday at the age of 77. Colts. They are 10.5-point favorites on Sunday. The over-under, 44.5. I got the Colts covering, and I got the under. I don't think the Jets can score enough, and I don't think that the Colts will choose to score enough to get that thing bumped over 40 points. So I think 44.5, I kind of like the under. There you go. Kind of like this past weekend, 28-11. They didn't get to the 40, right? They got to 39. The Colts were happy with 28 as long as they could keep the Vikings from scoring a bunch of points. I think that's what happens this weekend. The Colts are going to try to dominate time of possession, and in doing that, they're going to limit the scoring. Uh, Gail Sayers, like I said, passed away yesterday at the age of 77. He had suffered from dementia for a period of time and was in a uh, an assisted living center. And here, Here's a great story uh, about a friend, and I won't mention his name. Um, but a friend of mine, his mother-in-law, had the room next to Gail Sayers at that assisted living place. And, and so his friend of mine dressed as Santa for the residents there and visited the rooms and said hello. He is an absolutely wonderful human being. And, and did this just out of the goodness of his heart, thought it'd be fun. So he goes into Gail Sayers' room and sits down and holds Gail Sayers' two hands. And he said, hey, aren't you the Kansas Comet? And Gail Sayers got this big, giant grin on his face, and he said, well, yes, I am. Well, yes, I am. And they, they sat, and Gail Sayers would not let go of my friend's hand as he smiled at him. Gail Sayers, uh, the most beautiful running back 
I've ever seen. The first athlete that as a kid I fell in love with. To watch Gail Sayers run with the football was like watching poetry uh, on a football field. And, and the, the fascinating thing about that era of Bears football in the late 60s and just into the early 70s is that they had guys who were diametrically opposed from one another and, and brought such different energy from one another. Part of the same draft class in 1965, you had Dick Butkus, who was violent and hateful on the football field, a joy to watch. And Gail Sayers, who is absolute beauty incarnate on the football field. Gail Sayers, he didn't, like Gary, or Barry Sanders made people miss with, like, hard cuts, right? Gail Sayers flowed through his cuts and, and barely lost speed. And then when he got into the open field, he ran away from everybody. And, and I saw uh, on the Cubs game last night, Jim Deshaies is not from Chicago. But Jim Deshaies really laid it out nicely last night. He, he made a, a very interesting comparison uh, with uh, Gail Sayers. He said that watching Gail Sayers' highlights was like watching Marty McFly in Back to the Future play guitar, where he's playing some Chuck Berry riffs before Chuck Berry, because he's, he's back from the future, right? He's gone to 1955, and nobody knew Chuck Berry then. And, and so there's Michael J. Fox playing the guitar and, uh, you know, going into like some Van Halen riffs, too. And people are like, what the hell is this? That's what it was like. And that's what it is like watching Gail Sayers highlights. It's like that. You're watching something that is almost imponderable, something you've never seen before. And, and to have that as a Chicagoan growing up be my first exposure to football when I was a, a little guy, it was just such a gift. Gail Sayers, dead at the age of 77, and, and I'm telling you, all day long, these people on ESPN are talking about how he ran for a 1,000 yards twice, and he only played this many seasons. And, you know, he scored 22 touchdowns as a rookie, which set the rookie, blah, 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 blah. All this statistical crap, we get so lost in analytics, and analytics do not do Gail Sayers any measure of justice whatsoever. You have to watch Gale Sayers to appreciate him. It's about the beauty. It's not about the productivity. It's not about the numbers. It's like looking at Marilyn Monroe and asking what, her box office, right? You know, it, no, it, it's not that. It's like looking at Van Gogh and saying, how much is that worth? No, you're missing the point entirely when you try to break Gail Sayers down into numbers and statistics. And, and, you know, that brings up a good, Les, you're exactly right. Good morning, by the way. To be able to watch Gail Sayers until 1971, at least part-time in 70 and 71, and then Walter Payton starting in 75, what, what you got is real juxtaposition, right? You had a guy who you couldn't hit and a guy who sought out hitting, right? You know, Gail Sayers made you miss. Walter Payton made you hit. And, and so to be able to grow up and watch both those guys every single Sunday and, and be captivated by their, their similarities and their, their like massive differences uh, just speaks to the magic, in, in my mind, the magic of football. Um, Gordon Hayward finally got a boy. Little Gordon, 
was born yesterday, and then Big Gordon, he lost. So that's what you get. Uh, Cubs, they lost last night 2-1. to one. The bats have gone completely inert. Over the last seven games, they've only scored 13 runs. Five of those runs came in the same game. They have still won three of those seven games, which is unbelievable. But last night, Kyle Hendricks was great after the first two Pirates hit. They both hit home runs. Fifth time in their franchise history that the first two guys hit home runs in a game. That gave, obviously, last night off Hendricks and uh, the Cubs... Yeah, Rizzo hit a home run. Their only runs the last two nights have come off Rizzo homers. Uh, they couldn't get anything else going. Cameron Maben with a couple of doubles. But other than that, I mean, my God, Javi Baez looks lost at the plate. Kyle Schwarber lost at the plate. This is a team that's not hitting the ball well. Hopefully next week they're able to get after it offensively because if they don't, if they don't somehow find a way to barrel up, there's going to be a really brief postseason for the Chicago Cubs. They are three and a half up on the Cardinals and, uh, and the Reds with four to play. I still don't think it's done. I don't think it's a done deal. They play at 135 today, their last game against Pittsburgh. Then they got three this weekend at whatever they're calling the new Comiskey Park these days on the south side of Chicago against the White Sox, who are a half game back of the Indians after yet another walk-off victory for the Indians over the White Sox last night. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? The great and powerful Oz celebrating a birthday today, Lauren Oz. Uh, Larry Grounds, happy birthday. Brian Phipps, Jake Kiger, Neil Lauterbaugh, happy birthday. Anita Keller, Steve Klein, the great Steve Klein, and the great Gretchen Bonaducci. Gretchen Bonaducci, there is a sliver up there in heaven waiting for Gretchen Bonaducci. She has put up with a lot being the... Uh, being the, the spouse of the great Danny Bonaducci, with whom I did a little bit of radio back in Chicago in the early 90s, which is odd. Uh, hey, if, if today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If not, you know what? Celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. And, and this afternoon, inside uh, Indiana Sports Now, we're going to talk to the great Philip Rivers about all kinds of stuff. And I'm going to ask him... Um, what a night after, like Philip Rivers is an atypical dude in the NFL. You know, a lot of guys win a game, there's celebration. Philip Rivers, I got a feeling, celebrates a victory a little bit different with his kids, his wife, his family. Uh, we're going to talk to Philip Rivers about how he goes about his business after a win on a Sunday. We'll do that coming up a little bit later today. Cannot wait to talk to you then.